It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Welcome to Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way. I'm here with Denise Hagan, and today we're going to talk about how to clone yourself to build your practice. Most people want to clone themselves. Wouldn't it be so cool if we could just clone ourselves because we are pretty awesome? Well, Denise is really awesome, and she is a wealth management advisor at Northwestern Mutual. She's been there for over 40 years, 40 years at Northwestern Mutual. Uh, no, not at Fort, and not at Northwestern Mutual, but in my career, I've made some changes. In your career, 40, 40 years experience in the financial industry. She's an author. She's a speaker. She has a practice in St. Augustine, and it's also nationwide. And last year, she was ranked 14th in fee-based um, planning at in the country at Northwestern Mutual. So um, I've also been working, I've had the privilege to work with you for the last, what, gosh, two years or so? Um, um, it's actually been since April of 2018. Okay. Wow. That's even three, three years for at the time of recording this. Okay. So welcome, Denise. So good to have you here. <laughs> it's great to be here. I'm glad to be able to talk to you and yeah, to everybody awesome. else in your, in your world. It's very fun. It's very fun. So, so tell us because um, I know one of the hardest things I think is to give up control. Like if you're really good at what you do as a financial advisor, and it takes time to build that business and build your practice. How did you get to a point where you're like, okay, I actually need to bring people on. I got to clone myself and build a team and have people doing what I'm doing. Like, give me the kind of background to that and how that came about, because I know you have amazing women on your team now. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I did a lot of things I, the wrong way. Um, I did, uh, I mean, you could call it the stupid way. I, a part of it was me being a perfectionist and, and I, um, I mean, that cloning machine thing, I used to wish, I used to pray that they would, they would develop a cloning machine so I could do more things and there would be more of me and more of my time to do it. But then I realized the world is not ready for more than one of me. So that, that is not a good idea. Um, but um, if they're not ready I, for one of you, they're definitely not ready for, for another one of me because there's a lot of problem in this room here. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, and and I really um, I realized that I really love to mentor women, and uh, and I I feel like you know I I learn by making mistakes, but I mean that gets to a point where you know 
how many things do you want to learn the hard way over these 40 years that I've been doing it? And um, what, what I'm hoping to do is really like with my team now is compress their learning curve so they don't have to go take 40 years to know what I know. And I can just stuff it all in a short period of time, which is actually really exciting because then I realize that they're going to be so much better than I am by the time they get to the point where I am in their, in their careers. So, so like some of the things that I did, I, I, I really, I really was big on independence. I didn't want to, I didn't, I, I occasionally I would have people who would do things for me and other times I would have to share them with other people. And so they, it wouldn't get done quickly enough or it wouldn't get done the right way and I'd have to redo it. And so I just finally figured, Oh, I'll just, I'll do it myself. I can do it faster, better than they can. And I'll, it'll be done the way I want it done. Right. Um, and so I, I was doing that and still taking care of my clients, but it was like, there were, there got to be an issue of capacity. I mean, cause here I was, I was doing the planning, you know, making all the client contacts. And then this is the insane part when they would make a decision about, yes, they wanted to work with me. If there was insurance involved, I would schedule the paramedical exams. I would write out all of the applications. And 40 years ago, you can imagine it was in paper, you know, not electronic. Um, I would run to their, their years ago when I started, like it was, it was paper. You don't have to go back 40 years. Well, you know, you know, if they weren't in your office while you were fill, filling it out, you had to go find them. So at their office or their home and have them sign everything. And so that was the, and then I'd have to follow up with the underwriters and all of that and communicate with the client throughout the process. And on the investment side, not only was I filling out all of the application paperwork for the regulators, but I was also doing the research for all the investments. I was making the recommendations for the investments. I was monitoring the investments and then reporting back to them. Cause of course, you know that you have to report regularly to the clients. You can't just say, Oh yeah, I'm going to provide this advisory account and you're going to be paying me an advisory fee and then not tell them what's going on. That's not how it works. So it, it got to be a, a point where um, I was spending so much time and so much of my life's energy, it was, it was like I was working late into the evenings just to get the regulatory paper out. And then, and then, you know, just getting up early in the morning and I wasn't really having much of a personal life at all. Although I love my clients and I really considered them family. So that was personal to me, but still, I mean, it got to be a point where I had a certain number of clients and I realized there is no way that I can take on any more clients. And that seemed like to me to be such a waste because I could help a whole lot more people if I wasn't doing all of this other stuff. And I know I had been to conferences and the people said, you know, do the things you like to do, have somebody else do the other things. But I never really knew, like, how, how do you do that? I mean, it's like I just I, I was because I was independent. I was just, you know, I, I couldn't really count on other people to to do things unless I did it all myself. And so I just kept, you know, just plodding along like this lone ranger doing everything. And what I realized is delaying the decision to actually get some help was hurting not just me, but it was hurting my husband and it was hurting my clients ultimately. Mm -hmm. um, and it was hurting the clients to be who hadn't met me yet because I couldn't help them. So I was, I was limiting that. I was, you know, putting that light under a bushel basket, so, so to speak. So, um, what what really made this occur to you know 
I guess, I guess the thing that happened is it was a combination of things. One was the Affordable Care Act. And you think, well, what does that have to do with anything? That happened in 2010 in March. I think it was signed. And the other was, you know, as women, you know, when, those of us, you know, we have experience, we have credentials. You cannot get through a week without having at least one recruiter reach out to you and say, hey, you know, we want you to come work for us because they all want to have a female financial advisor who's credentialed and experienced and has a good book of business, right? Well, I kept, you know, just batting them away saying, no, 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 not interested. I like doing my thing, Lone Ranger. I don't want to be making any changes. But getting back to that Affordable Care Act, I was in my doctor's office and her name is Alice, Dr. Alice. And I, I was talking to her and she was complaining to me about how all of these colleagues that she had, other, other physicians who were just quitting. And this was right after the Affordable Care Act came out. And the reason they were quitting is they didn't want to deal with all the paperwork themselves and all the reporting and all the changes. And they said, we're done. And that what they did is they sent letters out to their patients saying, um, we're not going to do this anymore. You can go see Dr. Alice. They forgot to tell Dr. Alice that they were doing that. So she started getting all these calls. Um, but I thought, oh, my gosh, what a horrible thing to do to the people that you presumably you care about, to leave them stranded, to leave them searching for, oh, my goodness, now who's going to be my doctor? And then I started thinking about myself and I said, well, how am I any different? I don't plan to retire, but what happens if something happens to me? You know, it's not my call when I get called, you know, off this plane of existence or if I get sick or injured and I can't can't work, can't do this stuff anymore. But what happens to my clients? Because some of them had been with me for a, a very long time and called me for everything. I mean, everything with their finances. And I know how, you know, we all know how personal finances are. And the last thing I wanted is, you know, if something happened to me that make it made it not possible for me to help them anymore, for them to be out in the cold, searching for another advisor to deal with their money, just like these patients were searching for another doctor to help their situation. Mm -hmm. So I started entertaining these overtures. It was, it was not a fun process per se to start going through and like, okay, what does this one offer? What does that one offer? What is the other offer? But um, I started thinking, you know, I really needed to build a team um, and I really needed to have some kind of succession plan in place. And I wasn't going to get it where I was. But what I did, and, and I think this was really important to my clients, um, I actually called every single client. And I told them, I said, look, you know, I've been doing this all along um, for you. And my intent is to continue doing this because I love this part so much. I don't really feel like it's a job. It's actually my mission in life. And I get a really big kick out of it and being able to help you. But I just wanted to let you know that I am entertaining some other overtures to join other firms. And when I make a decision to do that, just know that you are going to be in as good a place as you are now or better because I don't want you to be harmed in any way in making this transition. But I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of this and I'll keep you posted along the way about what I'm doing and what I'm thinking about doing. So you are aware. And that was an amazing thing because I had clients all over the country at this point and they just 
they needed to, to feel that that security and that we were kind of in this together. And I even had some clients say to me, well, actually, I'm really glad that you're doing this because I was kind of concerned that it was just you and what happens, you know, if something just happened to you. So that was that was kind of like a fun thing to be able to call them. And I wasn't calling them about their money or anything. I was just calling them about, look, I'm trying to protect the future uh, here for, for you. And, and if that, you want to that's go. how you got to Northwestern Mutual in 2000. Yeah, that's how I got to Northwestern Mutual. And the other, re- the one of the reasons that I entertained Northwestern Mutual, quite frankly, is because I, I mean, you know, I could have gone anywhere. Um, there, there are so many, so many wonderful places out there, but I got to thinking in terms of, am I truly offering the best of class for my clients, or am I really just offering the best of what I have access to? And so that for me, that was a key decision-making process because on the risk management side, you're talking about a company that's, you know, the best of the best. Um, and uh, and the, the problem is you can't offer that best of the best unless you have a contract with them. So that was really the ultimate decision on my part of why I, I chose them initially. Um, but let me, let me go into, I just want to get into, cause I want to make sure they can clone them themselves. So you, you, you found a home like that was going to work better and that's cool. Cause that was like, you felt like that was going to serve the clients. And what I love about everything you said was like, it's all about the clients, like even wanting to clone yourself, even wanting to not do paperwork. It's like, like you said it perfectly that it's the clients that you had It's the clients that you were going to have, or you could have, if you weren't doing all that stuff like paperwork or calling for paramedics or paramedical, whatever, like all those things. And it's going to free up your time to help more people, which is what I live by, which I love, which is why we connect so well. Um, and then you were like, I got to find the best home for them. So now take, take me to, okay, I got to, ha- you have a new home and you know, this is like your intention now is to build a team so that you can make sure that you're not just the only one they're relying on and you can actually do more. So how did you find, cause you have, I know two, at least two amazing women who are working for you now, right? Um, yes. And, and how did you find them? Cause this is okay. a funny, funny story with Anastasia right now. Um, and, and it sounds, I, I think one of the biggest takeaways, you didn't say it, but I think it's all very clear with what you said is that number one, you got to realize like you doing everything is actually not serving your existing clients or your clients to be at the highest level. And you thinking just because you're better at it, because you will be better at it, like you're better at it, even though like no one wants to do paperwork, most likely, but you get it done. You can do it fast. You have experience, like everything you do when you're, you know, when you're skilled at it, like you're better at than the person you're going to hire. Like that's, that's a fact. So, so many people don't want to give up that control and be like, oh my gosh, it takes me 30 minutes. It's going to take them an hour and a half. Plus I got to train them. Well, ultimately you do that so that you never have to do that or you have other people doing it, but it's hard to give up that control. Um, so, so I think that was, that's really amazing. Cause you, you saw the, the intention there wasn't just because I don't want to do paperwork, but it's like, this is going to serve people at a higher level. And then how, I think what I was going to say is that then having that intention and being open to it probably led you to those decisions and also to finding someone because you put the intention now and we both kind of believe in that, right. Put the intention right. out there and then starts to kind of uh, universe or whatever starts to provide. So how did you find, especially, um, you know, first team member uh, and then ha- like tell them what's a good thing for them to look for so they can create this as well. Okay, sure. Sure. So um, it's uh, you know, these things are, so serendipitous sometimes. And it's just amazing. Like I have Anastasia, she's on my team and she, um, she's been with me now. What is it? It's four and a half 
four and a half years now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and, sh- and when I, when I first encountered her, actually, we were casually playing in a round robin of tennis. Um, and I just knew her, but she was a professional golfer. And so, you know, it was that there was nothing going on there in terms of, I didn't think, you know, to even approach her. Um, but, uh, I had been, uh, talking with her father and as a favor to him, because she was this young, right out of college record breaker in college in, in golf, you know, trying to break into the LPGA and all of that good stuff. But, you know, it was one of those things where when you're young and, um, you have opportunity, you also don't necessarily have the experience to know what to do. And he's, he just, he wanted me to, to, to help her. I said, you know, do you just want me to sit down with her and, and help her get, you know, a good financial footing, know what she should be doing and that sort of thing. So, so that's actually how it started out is I, she came in for that discovery interview of just like was, me was trying to find. Was he a client then already? Was he? Um, I'm trying to think. Or just a friend or? He, um, I it's think a, he was just a friend at that point. Okay. At that point, I'm trying to, re- I'm trying to remember the, yeah. the logistics of it. One. Carry on. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, uh, he, yeah, and and he happened to buy, he was the, the general manager of the of the country club at the, at oh, the time you. and where she played her golf. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I just was helping him out, helping her out. So I had this interview with her and I'm going through the job and she's saying like, yeah, I would, I, you know, I'm playing professional golf, but you know, that's really expensive. So I probably have to, to, to get some, uh, some type of position. And I said, well, what are you looking at? And she says, oh, I don't know, dog sitter, babysitter, waitress. And I, she said, it has to be flexible. And I said, okay. I said, um, well, what's your degree? In? And she said, well, finance and Spanish. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and I hadn't even like the, the conversation wasn't even going like to the job. It was because I, I was looking, but I didn't make the connection. Right. And then when she said that, I said, well, you know what? I didn't expect this conversation to go in this direction, but I am hiring. Would you like to look at a job description? She said, oh, sure. So I print it out. I take it over to her. So she's sitting there and she is visibly on the chair. She is bouncing up and down in her seat. She goes, Oh, this is so exciting. She says, yes, yes. I would love to do this. Cause I was just doing like part-time. I kind of like baby steps part-time just to, and I said to her, I said, look, I know that you have to play golf and it has to be during daylight. So you can see the ball and you have to practice and you have to go to tournaments, but and I, and I don't want you working on weekends because, you know, you, you have to be here while I'm here. So can you give me, I don't care how you piece the hours together, but can you give me like two or three days a week, maybe? Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, yeah. So that's how it started. Yeah. That, it, it was so serendipitous. And then after, um, after a, she, she w- went to, and I'm not, I was not a golfer at the time and I'm barely a golfer now. I f- figured I had to learn something just to be respectable around this phenom here that, that she's mm-hmm. so good. Um, but she, she would go to tournaments and everything. And she went to a qualifying tournament to break into the LPGA and she missed the cut by two strokes. It's like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, heartbreaking. And I always, I told her all along, I said, look, this is obviously, this can be a great career for you. This can be path A while you're on path. I mean, this can be path B while you're on path A with your golf. But if at any point, you know, you get older and you can't compete with golf or you just don't want to do it, you can always transition to this career. So that's how we worked for a while. And it was, it was amazing because she, she was just, um, she, she was just like a duplicate of me because I was, she was super smart. She still is obviously, and, and very capable. And I was kind of 
feeding as much as of my experience as I could for her so that she would get up to speed. And she was just taken to it like a sponge and she really loved it. Um, and it was, it was wonderful um, because she had so much um, independence of her own that if I just said, figure this out and gave her a few phone numbers to start with, she would just be like ferret out all of the details of that to, to get things done. So it was a really good working relationship and it freed me up from having to do a lot of the stuff, which was eye-opening for me because I had never had somebody like that before. Well, long story short, she, she decided after this tournament where she didn't qualify for the next level up in the pros, but wanted to try again for another year because the tournament to do that again would be a year for later. And so she, I said, go for it. You know, this is your dream. You've got to do this. And a couple of months into that, she said to me, she said, you know what? I like working with you more than I like playing golf right now. Would it be okay if I worked more hours for you? And I'm wow. saying, yes. <laughs> so, um, and now she's she's an advisor in her own right. She actually um, turned on her contract early this year and is just doing amazing things. Um, and I like to think it, that it might be because of some of the things that I was able to to force feed her. Um, you know, certainly she's learned a lot of things on her own and she's very capable in her own right. And she's going to be way better than, than I, than I ever was by the time she gets a few years down the road, it's just phenomenal. Um, and, uh, and so, so that's how I met her. And, uh, and the really cool thing I will tell you about the, the, you know, the way we've got things set up yet, even though we we're, uh, an independent practice that we're, you know, our, our business, our, our financial practice is here in St. Augustine. We still have additional resources that, um, you know, like for instance, I don't have to do my investment analysis anymore if I don't want to. If I want to, I can, but if I would rather spend more time building the client relationship and actually serving them and helping them uncover the things that are holding them back and the concerns that they have and, and how to solve those problems, I have this fabulous investment team that backs me up and makes, you know, can make all these decisions on an institutional level because the company is so freaking big in what they do and what they offer. Um, and, and those resources are available to me. So it's, it's been, it's been eye opening for me from that perspective. And then having somebody like a, a person working with me regularly. And I have, you know, then I have another person working with me and she does a lot of the administrative stuff, but also she, she absolutely loves making phone calls and talking to complete strangers. It's, and I, how I met her, you want to hear the story of how I met her? Give me the quick version because we have about five more minutes, but I wanted oh, to give Okay. Well, she, she was, she was a very underutilized retail clerk mm. and I don't like shopping, but when I showed up one day to get something, she was just uh, just amazingly fabulous. And so I thought, oh my goodness, this is great. And I have to give my husband credit for this because I didn't even, again, I wasn't thinking, I, I kind of have these blinders on when I'm on a mission and I don't go out the, outside that. So I, he said, well, did you give her a card? And I'm like, uh, no, can you find her? I don't want to get out of line because it was the holiday weekend and it was a lot of shoppers. So he, tra he had to circumnavigate the, the store twice to find her. Anyway, it's now she's part of my team and it's just give her a card, like as to prospect her as a potential client, or you were thinking he was thinking like to hire her. 
either way, either way. Cause you know, who knows, who knows? So, so it's like, okay, you know, whatever. And, and, and like, she, she was like, she said, Oh, I knew this was going to happen today. She was like, so excited. She was like in tears when she told him that this, and she said, I'll call her. And you know, we all hear like, yeah, people say they're going to call. Yeah. Right. Well, she actually did. She called like first thing Tuesday morning. Cause Monday was a holiday and uh, this particular weekend. And, uh, and she had already looked at all of my stuff on my website and everything else. And she said, I was so want to be part of your mission. So it's, it's amazing that the things that happen. That's awesome. I mean, I think what's so great is that you've, you've created such an incredible work environment. I also think that, well, you didn't maybe see it there. Like you said, you had blinders, but you're very open now. I know you want to get more, more people on your team who are the right people. And I think knowing who the right people is really the first step of like, well, who's the type of person. And I always tell uh, my clients, you guys, and I, I say, you know, it's, it's less about the experience. There's so, so many um, people who are hiring these days, I look at experience. They want to see your resume. Like I could care less, you know, um, my CEO of my team, she didn't have a, a college degree. You know, I, I didn't care because she's like the most amazing woman in the world. Like she can do anything. She can figure anything out. And I didn't care what her resume looked like. Um, and, and I actually had a similar experience where I was shopping once and I don't like shopping either. Um, and I, this woman, it was like a shoe store and she was like, had such good customer service and she was so cool. And I was like, do you want another job? <laughs> like, do you want to leave this job? Like kind of on this, on the deal. Yeah, but she was like, Oh, I said, do you like your job? And she's like, I love my job. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need someone like that. No matter what she, if she loves, you know, selling shoes, she's going to love doing anything nothing came of it, but I started to, and I, when I'm in that zone of kind of trying to find people, I'm just looking for the, the people that would support the mission, people that are self-starters, go-getters, um, not necessarily that they would, you know, I don't want them to want to, for my, in my, in my instance, I don't want them to want to build their own business for you. Like it's a win-win, right? You can get people who want to build their own business under your umbrella, and then you can train them and help them and use a lot of what you learned in FEM and, and be able to give them the tools they need to get their way faster, like Anastasia. Um, but for me, it's like, I just want someone who supports the mission or go get it, the self-starter, all those things. So number one, I would say, get clear on those of you listening right here. Like who, who do you want to help you and be part of this to grow it? Um, and I'm curious, um, just one last thing, and then we'll tell them how to find you is, do you, I know you don't like to look It's funny because you're a financial advisor and so many financial advisors don't necessarily like to look at their production numbers, but do you remember like, once you started to get in a stash on your team, like, did you actually grow your business? Was it like you had to pull back, like it went down and then up or was it just straight up or was it? I think it, I think it was straight up. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was straight up. And I do remember like one of the higher up regional people that, that I kind of dotted line kind of report to saying to me, um, you know, the, this is a phenomenal increase. You shouldn't expect to do that every year, but guess what? I have been, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, okay, you know, and, and it's, it, it is having the right people. So I, I am definitely looking to increase my team. I'm looking for, for, you know, to be the people who actually work with the clients, the advisors, I want more advisors on my team. They don't, you know, I'm not, I don't care if they have a college degree or not. I don't care if they are credentialed. Now, some of the people who who would join the team would already be credentialed. Some of them wouldn't, but if they have a, if they're smart and if they, if they really love, they love people, they love people, they love helping them. And if they want to learn, if they want to learn how to do this and, and really make this into a career so that, so that they can have like, you can, this, this is a really cool thing because this was not available when I was starting out. 
the way they've got it set up here is you can actually, we can actually set up a floor compensation that you get. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. and, and then, then the sky's the limit on top of that. Um, if you just do the job that you're doing, you get paid. It's, which is phenomenal. I mean, it was, for me, it was like, okay, you gotta, you know, you gotta make up that decision. Are you going to wake up unemployed every day? Which is like, which essentially what being an entrepreneur is. If you work, you eat it. If you don't work, you don't eat. And sometimes even when you work, you don't eat because it doesn't always work out. Right. Um, but I think for, I, I'm interested in people who truly want to be themselves and, and do something better for the world to leave the people that they encounter better for having met them. And, you know, whether or not it results in a client immediately or down the road, at least you've helped somebody. And those are the types of people I want to have on my team. The ones who are, are, who are vested in the mission to help people get the anxiety level down and, and just, you know, so that they, so they can live their lives and have the best possible life available to them given their their situation and just with a little guidance having us make sure that those things are in place i love that and i obviously i know anastasia because you know she's now part of our world and, and our femme group and i mean when you're not around when you're around she still says it but when you're not around i mean she just raves about you and so grateful to be part of the team and such a wonderful working environment and she loved it even before she was officially an advisor and then now she's like and now i've made more money in the last four months than i made last year you know and just so excited and to have someone like that um who has the potential and she's gotten so much of that from you and from the um just the environment that you created and also from the example that you set and i think that's um, rare and and very wonderful. And we're so aligned with that because we're all about helping people and making an impact. Um, and I would say anyone here listening that maybe you are already advisor and maybe you're thinking about being an advisor, maybe you just started and you're like, I, I like where I am, but I don't know. I don't have that support. I don't have that support of a woman, especially because it's very, very male dominated. And wouldn't it be nice to, to go to a company where I have a base salary, I have a floor, like I'm going to make a certain amount no matter what. And then I have all the potential, the no ceiling, the sky's the limit of how much I can make when you have all these, you know, Denise has all these strategies. So if that's you and you're listening and you're open to a conversation with Denise, don't hesitate. She's very approachable. She's actually looking um, for other people and it's a, a wonderful environment. And just, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're in Florida or whether you're in uh, Timbuktu, I don't know, maybe you have to be in the United States probably, but, um, but reach yeah, out. Timbuktu would not work. Timbuktu would not work. Okay. But anywhere <laughs> other than Timbuktu in the United States of, of, of America, um, what's the best way to contact you if they want to have that conversation? Probably the easiest to to save everybody's time is just to go to my website and there's a link there where you can click on it and schedule a really quick phone conversation. Um, my website is denisehagen.nm.com and I'll spell that. It's D-E-N-I-S-E-H-A-G-A-N.nm.com. N-M as in? Northwestern Mutual dot com. Northwestern Mutual. Okay. I, I prefer to say <laughs> Neiman Marcus. It's more fun to shop there. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for for being on the show. It's so great to have you. And and um, those of you who have tried to keep 
on hold control of your your business and think you you can't let go and you have to do everything. It's time to let go and say yes, you are amazing, but start start opening your mind to looking for someone so you can clone yourself and you can actually build your business and help more people. Um that that just would help the world. So so stop being a control freak. Okay, I'm not talking to myself. Okay, I'm kind of talking to myself, but it took a lot for me too to build my team and finally like we're at a point where gosh, I think we have like 12 on our team something like that. So, but it, it took, it took a while to get there and let go before it was just me. And then it was me and just, just Ash. And it was like to, to keep at it. it, it it's, it's an, it's a big step, but it's the right step. And I will say one more thing. And I know Denise wants to add something is, um, uh, one of my, you know, favorite, um, I don't know, speakers, mentors, influencers is Gary V. And he says, you got to hire people well before you think you should like, Oh, but I don't, cause people will use the excuse. I don't have the money. And you're always thinking, I don't have the money or I don't have the, time to train them, but it's like a slingshot. Like, yeah, it might cost you a little bit of money, but you're going to make so much more by having more time to do the things you're great at, not just the things you're good at. Go ahead, Denise. You have one more oh, so Yeah. I just wanted to say, you know, we all, I, I, I think, I know I'm guilty of this, you know, of being a perfectionist and trying to have everything be perfect. And that doesn't mean that you have to compromise your standards, but I would, I would, I would caution people and just say, strive for perfection, but don't be a perfectionist. Awesome. Good way. Good way to end. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Denise. And we'll see you all on the next Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way. Bye. Are you getting all the quality prospects on your calendar that you'd like? If not, join us in the Appointment Generator Challenge. Go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for free. We guarantee you'll get five quality appointments in five days if you follow this system and you can do it from online. You don't even have to pick up the phone, whether you're just starting, whether you've been in the industry three to five years or even 30 years, this challenge will be perfect for you. Check it out, femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for absolutely free. Can't wait to see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.